Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Winning Cures Everything. Here's your host, Gary Seegers. Hey, hey, Winning Cures Everything. I'm Gary. I'm the host for The Daily Show. Going to kick back into this to make sure that we get the college basketball picks out, etc., etc. Lots to discuss. Haven't had a podcast in a few days. Go back and listen to the interview last week with Dr. David Ridpath. We talk about uh, the new bill that they're trying to implement to uh, limit the coaching salaries and some of the expenditures in NCAA athletics, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Had a, had a good week. Chris will be back this week. He and I are getting together on Tuesday night, so we will discuss some XFL previews, among other things. But on today's show, we've got our XFL recap. The Mark D'Antonio replacement will discuss uh, what's going on with Michigan State's coaching search. John Morant got a triple-double. We'll talk about that uh, not too terribly long. And then... Preview of the biggest college basketball games and what my picks are for the evening. First, though, the show is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They've got six incredible sports books. You're going to like all of them. Go get more information on them over at tunicatravel.com. Um, they, they've got good stuff. Good, good stuff. Tunicatravel.com. Great steakhouses. Great everything. Uh, you will be a fan. If you want to jump into the chat... Uh, I can see where you're watching. I can see what you're doing. So make sure you jump in there. Uh, you can find us over at winningcureseverything.com. All of our picks, previews, podcasts, videos, social media platforms. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Uh, obviously, you can watch this on my personal Twitter, at GaryWCE. Uh, you can watch it on our YouTube page, on our Facebook page. Go check those out. Share the show out if you enjoy it. If you're on the podcast, make sure you subscribe and leave a nice review if you're on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, hit that like button, leave us some comments, tell us what you think of the show. We'll dive right in. Let's go ahead and get to topic number one here, the XFL recap. Let's go through a list of the things that I love about the XFL right now. Uh, Obviously, it is a minor league football system. You don't have to be a big fan of it, but I enjoy football. I watched uh, at least a portion of all of the games this weekend. Now, I am deep into my college basketball betting right now, and I'm hitting at over 57%. So, obviously, I had a lot of money on a lot of games. I was paying attention to a lot of things. So, there was a lot of flipping back and forth. But I did enjoy the game itself. I I enjoyed watching this. The XFL, here's the list. The new kickoff. More than 90% of the kicks were returned. I enjoyed that you didn't see people getting hurt. I enjoyed... The aspect of nobody could move until the returner caught the football. And 
it didn't seem to change a whole lot of things. You didn't have guys getting a, a 50-yard head start and running as fast as they can, plowing into somebody. It doesn't have to be super violent. It just looks like any other play. Um, I enjoyed that. The new kickoff, I think, is something that will eventually be implemented by the NFL and maybe by college football. I, I think this is a fantastic idea. Uh, the replays. The replays were awesome. Big, big fan of those. Uh where you could actually go in and see what they're doing. Now, the AAF did this. A lot of people didn't watch a lot of the AAF, but uh, but this was very similar to that. This was, you could see exactly what they were seeing from which camera angles and what they were, they were talking through this with the other referees, and they made a call based on the information that they had. You didn't have to worry about whether or not there was something being fixed or whatever. You got to see right in the middle of it what they were doing it, transparency is always going to be the best option, I believe. Um, third thing, that the interviews on the field, talking to players, talking to coaches, the live mics for the coaches. Uh, you could hear them during ball games, what play they were going to make, why they were making that play, uh, players and coaches both. Uh, big fan of that. I thought that was really cool. Uh, I do really like the point-after-touchdown system. So if you did not pay attention, here is what they did. From you can, There's no kicks for an extra point. If you score a touchdown, you have an option to go for one point, and that is lining up and running a play from the two-yard line. You go for two, and that's lining up running a play from the five. Or you go for three, which would be lining up and running a play from the ten-yard line. So if you are down by 18 points, you are still only down by two possessions. I think that is a genius thing to do here. And for those that want to gamble on this, all of the key numbers have changed now. Um, you go back through and look, and I've actually got the stats pulled up here. Let's go ahead and pull this up. Um, between the Seattle Dragons and the D.C. Defenders, let's see. Both teams had three attempts for one point. The D.C. Defenders had one attempt for two. <coughs> The L.A. Wildcats, let's see, they had two two-point attempts. The Houston Roughnecks had one one-point attempt and four two-point attempts. The Tampa Bay Vipers did not attempt any. We'll talk about them in a minute. And uh, let's see, the New York Guardians had three one-point attempts. And in the other game, see uh, St. Louis and Dallas we had one one-point attempt and two, or one two-point attempt, excuse me. The numbers are all changing. The key numbers are all over the place because of this. Because you have no idea what the, you can get nine points on a possession. That changes everything. It changes the over-unders. It changes the actual spread itself. Um, here's something I didn't write down, but I, I think I'll go on and add this in there of things that I enjoyed about the XFL this was fantastic that they did not shy away from the gambling stuff. Now, they said that they were going to talk about it, and they absolutely did. Everything was based on whether or not uh, they were going to cover the spread, whether or not it was going to go over or under. Uh, the D.C. Defenders game was a big part of that because it, there was a field goal kick that would have sent the game over. There was a penalty on the kick. They didn't get... Uh, they they decided to take the points off the board and instead go for the touchdown. They didn't get the touchdown. The game stayed under. And they talked about it. Um, one of the things that the NFL has shown for games 
that even if the game is completely out of hand and you already know who's going to win, if the game is close to the over-under or it's close to the spread, 30% more viewership is on those games than in games where it's not. Like, it, that's that's an absurd number with the NFL and in college football. And the XFL just plays right into it. Like, okay, if you're going to gamble on this, well, here's what you're gambling on, and here is where the line is. Here is what we're looking at. I think it's genius. Let's uh, let's go through some of the games here. The D.C. Defenders win 31-19 over the Seattle Dragons. Big talking point here was Cardell Jones, 16 out of 26, 235 yards, two touchdowns. He had nine rushes for 28 yards. D.C. won this game because they got two pick sixes off of Brandon Silver's uh, Silver's also had three touchdowns in the game, so he wasn't terrible, but the two pick sixes obviously were very costly. Uh, the Houston Roughnecks, 37-17 to over the Wildcats. P.J. Walker, 23 out of 39, 272 yards, four touchdowns, one pick. Uh, he played at Temple from 2013 to 2016, and before this game, Eric Ebron, you know, Colts tight end, said, hey, y'all need to be watching this guy. Like, he's unbelievable. This is one that... He was actually called by the Steelers from the NFL before their last game of the season because they needed another quarterback, and they wanted him, and the XFL would not allow him to sign with them just yet. Uh, think a smart move. Smart move, but he he looked absolutely fantastic in June Jones' offense. Uh, that offense was clicking. June Jones, obviously, former Hawaii coach, former SMU coach. Uh, he was brought back into this. Uh, now we move into the Sunday games. The New York Guardians beat the Tampa Bay Vipers 23-3, and this game was interesting, if for no other reason than Tampa Bay was 0-4 in the red zone, but still outgained New York 394-226. to Tampa Bay moved all up and down the field and could not get it done in the red zone. They only scored three points here. Uh, Aaron Murray is the quarterback for them. That's about the only star power that you're going to get on this Um and then finally, the Seattle or the St. Louis Battlehawks won fifteen to nine over the Dallas Renegades, ruined the debut of Bob Stoops. Quarterback Landry Jones was out for the Renegades. Um, the games were fun; like I enjoyed it. Uh, it. It seems a little cartoony, the logos and, and whatnot. But as far as the quality of play, I thought it was fine. I like the new rules. I like the way that things are done. Um, keep a keep an eye on this league. I I, I think good things are coming on this. I cannot wait to talk more with Chris about it because he did watch the games when he got back from Disney. I am excited to hear his thoughts on it. We'll uh, we'll talk about that on Tuesday night when we're previewing the games for the upcoming weekend. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty. That means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP SmartSide today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Let's go ahead and jump into topic number two here. Luke Fickle is staying at Cincinnati and Brett Bielema is possibly going to Michigan State. Um, now, we're going to talk about that. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, the, the Luke Fickle thing, staying at Cincinnati, makes a lot of sense, right? He, he's not going to replace Mark D'Antonio. Everybody assumed that he would be eventually the replacement, maybe at Michigan State or somewhere else in the Big Ten. The timing is terrible for this. 
Cincinnati just pulled in the AAC's number one recruiting class. He's got a ton of guys coming back from an 11-win team. This team is really good at Cincinnati. At Michigan State, unless they were going to offer him the world, like, I mean, why would you leave right now? Obviously, the the talent gap between Michigan State and all of the others in the Big Ten East, that's uh, that's way different than what he's dealing with at Cincinnati. So we will uh, we will see what happens there. But uh, yeah, very very interesting. Um, the other side of this, Bruce Feldman came out and said that he would not be surprised if Michigan State goes and, and makes a call and tries to get Brett Bielema in. Uh, now, obviously, they had Fickle come in and interview on Sunday. Now it's Monday. Bielema is on staff with the New York Giants. And I, I think this would actually be a pretty good move, especially for the timing of it, right? It's right after signing day. You've got all this stuff going on. Bielema was really successful in the Big Ten, but the last time he coached there was in 2012. From 06 to 2012, he was 68-24 and 24 at Wisconsin, 37-19 and 19 in the Big Ten. He went to three straight Rose Bowls with the Badgers. That is incredibly impressive. And if you want a more comparable situation, I guess Arkansas would fit, maybe. Um, but even still, like at Wisconsin, it, Wisconsin didn't, didn't fit exactly what Arkansas is in this situation. Michigan State is closer to Arkansas in the SEC if for no other reason than they are not one of the, the halves in that, in that league. Um, in the same division as Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. That's, that's what you've got going on. He was 29-34 and 34 at Arkansas, went 11-29 and 29 in the SEC from 2013 to 2017. I do think he would fare better at Michigan State uh, because he doesn't have to have all of the talent, right? That's, that's a big part of this. <coughs> so I think he can actually get some guys. He can get some uh, some linemen. He can get some some big dudes that would run what he wants to run. The question is, does Bielema really want to come back to college football where he has to deal with recruiting, where he has to do all that kind of stuff, right? There's obviously a big part of him that, that likes being the head guy, uh, but he told numerous people that he enjoyed the NFL. He enjoyed uh, not having to worry with all that, and he could just focus on football all the time. He didn't have to worry about grades, whether or not kids were going to class, recruiting, uh, talking to 16, 17-year-olds, like all that. You can just focus on football with other adults. That's a that's a big part of it, right? So if Bielema did decide he wanted to come back, I think this would be a good spot for him because I think with everything that has gone on at Michigan State, you can come in, clean slate, don't have to worry about anything, and you just focus on football for a while and and you get a longer leash, right? At Arkansas, he got five years. The first bad season that he really had uh, when he was trying to maybe switch things up on offense, he had some injuries, he had some other things go bad, and they kicked him to the curb immediately. So I, I, would, I would say this is a good move if Michigan State does go that route. I'm looking forward to it, and we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Um, local story, of course, I do want to get into this. John Morant had a triple-double last night. The Grizzlies beat the Wizards 106-99. to Obviously, I am in Memphis. John Morant, 27 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. That includes 10 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists in the fourth quarter. 
He took over that fourth quarter. Uh, the Grizzlies had not led the entire game until the fourth, and he just dominated. He took over. Um, I, they've got a killer schedule going forward. The Grizzlies do. But this makes the NBA fun again, especially for me. Uh, when you've got young talent that is really developing, really showing what they can do, that's always a good thing, right? Always a good thing. Let's uh, let's talk about a college basketball preview here. The two biggest games of the night on Monday are Florida State at Duke. Both teams twenty and three, uh, but Florida State two and four against the spread in their last six. Duke two and five against the spread in their last seven. This will be interesting. Duke had to come from behind multiple times and finally got a win against North Carolina on Saturday. Uh, Florida State got a big win over Miami. They did cover that, uh, but they've not looked good. The only game that Florida State has lost in the last like 10 was at Virginia. And Virginia's not been great this year, but still think pretty good, uh, pretty good option here. Uh, I'd probably take Florida State. The line is like eight. And this just seems like it's going to be a closer game. So uh, I'm not going to bet this one. But if I were, I'd probably roll Florida State. And the other big game of the night, Baylor at Texas. Baylor's 21-1. They are on a 20-game winning streak right now. Texas, 14-9 at home. They're 4-9 against the spread at home. Baylor is 9-2 against the spread on the road. Um, look, Baylor has not covered in their last two games. Uh, they got the wins. At this point, it's basically survive and advance. But they did not cover at Kansas State, and they did not cover at home against Oklahoma State. Um, but they're only like a six-and-a-half-point favorite tonight at Texas. I'm curious what's going to happen here. I'm not touching this game. Not even close. Um, but we'll we'll see what happens. I, I, I think it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, I think Texas really, really needs the game. Let's move into our college basketball picks for the evening. I've got three of them for tonight. First off... Rotation 868, Portland State at Northern Colorado. I'm taking Northern Colorado minus nine. Uh, they have won and covered three straight. Portland State, not very good. Northern Colorado has been rolling teams here lately. Uh, I'm going to continue that trend, especially at home on a Monday. Give me Northern Colorado minus nine. Next up, rotation 666. Yeah, I know. Bad luck, right? Uh, both of these teams are rolling. Colgate has won three straight, but they're only one and two against the spread. Boston has won five straight. They are four and one against the spread. Uh, and my numbers tell me that Boston should actually be favored in this game. They were favored, minus one and a half, but there, there's no injury news, anything like that. Uh, Colgate has been winning here lately, but they're going on the road here. Uh, and I like the home team, Boston, um, plus the one here. I think they win the game straight up. So you get the extra point there just to uh, save yourself. And then finally, last one, six, seven, eight is the rotation. Howard at Bethune-Cookman. Howard is terrible. Bethune-Cookman, um, they, I've got a minus 12 here. Uh, I'm buying the half point back. They're favored minus 12 and a half. I might would wait and see what that line does, but I would take them at 12. Uh, Howard has covered six straight as a double-digit dog, but uh, earlier this season, Bethune-Cookman went and won at Howard on January 6th by 29 points. They just completely dominated that team, outmanned them at every position. Uh, I'm going to take them at home to do the same thing here. Uh, Bethune-Cookman, pretty good here lately. Uh, they've won some games, lost some games, whatever. Howard, however, has lost everything for a long, long time. This is a get-right game for Bethune-Cookman. I'm taking them minus 12. Uh, going back into it, of course, 
WinningCuresEverything.com is the website. Go check it out. All of our picks, previews, podcasts, videos, etc. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, leave us some comments. If you're listening on the podcast, make sure that you hit subscribe and that you leave a nice review. We appreciate you guys humping in here today. Of course, uh, go to TunicaTravel.com. Tunica, Mississippi is the South's premier sports gambling destination. Chris and I will be back again with you tomorrow evening. Um, but I will probably have another live show tomorrow to get the gambling picks out. We appreciate y'all, and we will see you again next time. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app, visit the website at winningcureseverything.com, or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.